Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Phil and I just had another kid, so of course we need a bigger SUV. Being a mom is hard with soccer, football, and lacrosse practice, so we bought the new Maibatsu Monstrosity. It's so big, we lost little Joey in the back and couldn't find him for an hour. When I'm rushing to the mall or talking on my cell phone, I know me and my family are safe. The Maibatsu Monstrosity has four-wheel drive, and in amphibious mode, it can cross rivers. So far, I've only hit a few puddles, but it's good to know it's there. With the time I save taking shortcuts through the strip mall parking lot, I can focus on the important things, like gazing longingly at the pool boy or buying more exercise equipment off the TV. So what if it gets three miles to the gallon? I'm a mom, not a conservationist. The new Maibatsu Monstrosity. Mine is bigger. Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Third Shift. It is episode 387. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. With me today, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt. We've got a fun episode for you today because there's some cool stuff that was happening, a very cool state of play, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But of course, before we talk about any of that, we've got to see what Matt did this week because I'm dying to know. What's Matt been up to this week? I was sitting here before you even got on the Discord call, thinking to myself, haven't I talked about what I did this week like four times by now? Sort of, yes. Like you and I caught up on Tuesday or whenever it was. Mm -hmm. We did the Whatcha Playin' just yesterday. I feel like I've talked about the video games that I've done like two additional times, even Mm -hmm. though there's nobody else that I would talk to about this stuff. But hey, hey everybody, let me tell you something I did over the weekend. I beat Baldur's Gate 3. I was playing it on my portal at mom's house, doing all my laundry from the cruise, because I got back from the cruise. I talked about that last week, right? I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure I did. Yes, yes, I did, because I talked about the belt and stuff. Okay. So at least I did that, but I did my 100 years of laundry over there, and I brought the portal, and I was playing some Baldur's Gate, and mom went, come on, let's go do a thing. And I went, I admit the end game. I can't do the thing. I'm sorry. But I beat it. It was great. My epilogue was awesome. The whole epilogue thing is just, it's so good. And I won't spoil anything that I haven't spoiled already on the Whatcha Plan, but just saying that hearing from the NPCs that you've met throughout the game and seeing where they're at, it's just great. I love that kind of stuff because it makes the world feel like the world. It's not just you, it's the effect that you've had on the world. That was awesome. I won't go into any talk about the last boss or anything like that. Just a fantastic game. Had an awesome time with it. Loved it. Very next day. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is out. Persona 3 Reload is out. How could a man possibly choose? He can flip the golden coin that I bought off Amazon specifically for this. I mean, it's not a golden coin. It was like five bucks. Mm -hmm. But it's like... It's hefty. It's a a coin of of weight, of purpose. That's right. Because if I scrounge around, I find like a crappy dime or like a nickel. That's no fun. You need a quarter at least. Yeah. And... Do I have quarters? Hey, maybe I just went to Turkeyville and played House of the Dead all day. I don't have any quarters now. Boom. I can't spend this because it's not legal currency. Flip that coin twice. No, actually flip it three times. Best two out of three. I've been playing like a Dragon Infant Wealth. Eric said it last week. I said it on what's playing. I said it to Eric's face. He said it to me. He said it on what's playing. He said it everywhere. The start is so much just cutscenes and story. But I'm finally, like 12 hours later, I'm just run all around in Hawaii. Having a great time. Side quests, Palooza, sub-stories McGee, meeting crazy characters. 
I will say the one thing I haven't said yet is I love how a lot of the sub stories, it starts out, there's like no actual dialogue. It's text, you know, down on the bottom, blah, 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 like it always is. But I love when you get to the end, if it starts out with no dialogue, when you get to the end, that last big cutscene where you really solve the problem, it's all voiced and it feels good. It's like, hey, this is it. This is the scene. Or if it even starts with, you know, a small scene of dialogue introducing this character, you come and go and coming back and forth, solving their problems. When you get to the end of that sub story, it's all voiced. It all feels good. You know, the emotional music comes up for the emotional stuff in that scene. Kasuga has his line about like, oh man, lifeguards really do have it rough, but it's my duty to protect the ocean too, you know, stuff like that. It feels good. It feels right. It's how it should be. I'm having a blast with it. Another game I'm having a blast with, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. The story stuff is so good in this game. It's so well done, and I shouldn't have doubted them because Rocksteady has always made good story motions. They do good action, and they do good stories. This game is all about action, and it's all about story. Two things they're awesome at, two things that are awesome in this game. I'm loving it. There's been a twist that came in, and I went, ooh, how's this going to affect everything that I won't spoil? Hmm, how's that going to, hmm, is this going to come into play much later? And that's going to be how the, who knows? I don't know. But I'm excited to find out more. And just the gameplay is a lot of fun. Swooping around, swinging around, shooting enemies, getting crazy particle effects like everywhere. The, the legendary stuff, the grenades that my people have, the, their abilities that proc when you do combos. Just effects are going off all the time, and it's just fun. Especially because your other three characters are there with you. So when I'm doing great, it feels good because I'm doing it. But then I can go, oh, what about Bravo? I got to go protect Bravo too. And I look at Bravo and there's King Shark stuff going off. Or Harley's got her thing going off. Or, or Captain Boomerang with the 777 like slot machine stuff. It's just popping over there. And I'm like, yeah, my buddies are there. Even though they're just computer controlled co-op buddies. Feels good. Feels right. So that's a lot of fun. I've been having a great time with gaming. I've been in a, like a personal funk. I've been in a crappy mood lately. But man, video games, they're great and they're awesome. And I'm feeling great now talking about great video games. Eric, tell me about the great video games you've been playing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, before we get to the video games, let me tell you, folks. I went to my local theater out here in the old boondocks and I saw a movie, Argyle. You know, I took the uh, kids and the father-in-law. He came out and he was like, hey, I'll, I'll spring for it. It's going to be a whole thing. We got popcorn. We got drinks. And we watched that movie, and the the girls, they had a wonderful time. Everybody seemed to be having a great time. And uh, I don't want to speak too loudly because I don't want them to hear me. But uh, the movie's, you know, it's okay. It's all right. They really loved it. Everybody, they they all thought it was Cat's Meow. They all laughed and had a good time. But old Eric, mm, nah, I wasn't sold. I didn't regret watching it. So let me tell you that. I didn't regret watching it. I wasn't like, oh, man, I wasted my life. But... Maybe just go uh, check this one out when it's, you know, free to watch on Amazon Prime, Netflix, wherever the hell it's going to end up. That's all I'll say on that. But the experience itself, going to the local theater was pretty cool. I've gone to our local theater, you know, several times. It's a small joint. But they actually upgraded their seats. So now they've got kind of like cushiony regular seats now instead of those old rickety, rickety seats from way back when that the stupid theater that Matt likes to go to out in uh, MSU campus still uses. Those are gone. We've got cushy, beautiful, nice seats now. Uh, Wharton Center upgraded their seats like long Did ago. They? Years ago, yeah. They're wider too, and they're really nice. So yeah. I went to a, th it was like two or maybe three years. It might have been three years now since I've been there. So, so I don't know. 
All I'm saying is about three years ago, Morton Center had crappy seats, and that's what I can remember in my old brain. But they've apparently upgraded too, so we're everybody's upgraded. Thank goodness we're done with those crappy old seats because they just didn't work, especially in America where we're all fat and stuff. We can't we can't have those seats anymore. We need big seats. Plus, it's it it became a gimmick already. Like even before Wharton Center had upgraded their seats, there's a, a musical that came through called Something Rotten. It's kind of about musicals and like back in Shakespeare days they create the first musical and it's a comedy obviously mm-hmm. but they talk about hey everybody wants to go and get in a big group and sit in a bunch of red chairs and so now the Wharton Center chairs they're green they're totally different but it, was, it became such a gimmick of these crappy red chairs that everybody has that it's time to once it was acknowledged get them out of here get just throw out. them out Spread get something else make them wide make them soft make them good it's good I agree Wholeheartedly. And of course, years before that, this little theater had upgraded their sound. So we're almost there. The seats were comfortable. They're not they're not the big, big dogs, you know, with the heated seats these days and the recliners, but they're comfortable seats. They upgrade their sound. Sound sounds great. No problems. You're immersive. Last thing my little theater needs to do is upgrade the screen because the screen still, you still see the, the smoke haze going across, the little crispy critters and all the little things. And I go, I remember this. It was a part of our life back in the day when we saw movies and stuff, but that that doesn't exist anymore. But it still exists in our little town here in Charlotte, and it didn't detract from the movie, but I 100% noticed it the entire time. I would say that's the one thing. I think even Regal, like in their smaller theaters, like the very, very small ones, they have that little, like, that little burn-in where it's kind of like little dots, like mm-hmm. right in the center where the brightness is always. And I'm like, ah, oh, just... It never detracts from it, but in those scenes where you notice it, you're like, oh, I'm at an old theater, just like all the days of yore, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy and weird and strange, but still had a good time. Now, on the video game front, I did play a few games. I played, first off, I'll talk about Silent Hill Short Message. I ain't going to go into detail because you can go play, uh, go watch watch Planet Third Shift. But I thought about it a little bit more, and I just want to say, and Bat was shaking his head a bunch, and I don't know why, because you know he doesn't really get into Silent Hill that much, but I'll just say this about it. It was good. It was fine, and I said this as much on the thing, but I just it doesn't feel like Silent Hill. It just doesn't, and it's, it's bugging me. It's still bugging me today, and it bugged me yesterday, and I couldn't really put a finger on it, but Matt kept shaking his head like I should get over it, like I've got rose-tinted glasses. I interpreted it as like I got rose-tinted glasses on or something. No, what it was was this is Eric going, that's not Resident Evil anymore, and then playing the new Resident Evil going, I like this a lot better. This is way cooler. So it was me going, you, you went, well, I played Silent Hill 2, and then a little bit of 3, and maybe 4, and maybe no, another one. I played one. all of 3, and I played all of 4. But I was thinking in my head, there have been like 6 in between there. So it's, yeah. it's again, one of those situations. It, that's it why changed, I and I stopped head. liking it, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I want to love it again. But it's not what it was. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the short message was okay, but I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel the same. It almost feels like they're just creating another horror game that isn't Silent Hill. And like Matt said, I haven't played the four or five all the way through that are in between those. So maybe the heart shifted somewhere. But you know what? Go look at reviews, and you'll find out that all of them past three suffered. I think the four was still in pretty good terms. Yeah, yeah. I didn't personally think it was that great, but 
it was still on decent terms. But everything since then, except for Shattered Memories, which was an exception. People love Shattered Memories, and I did not play that one. That was the one that was on the Wii that was kind of the remake yes. of the first one, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I've heard good stuff about that one, too. Yeah. That one maybe was fantastic. I don't know. It just... I want to be excited, and I want to have Silent Hill come back. You know, and I, I feel like that's kind of... It's kind of hindering my feelings on things, but I just don't know. It was a, it was fine enough, and I played it. So just go check it out. It's free, and if you like Silent Hill, go go play it and see for yourself. And apparently, another thing is the the development team for the short message. There's a lot of new blood in there. A lot of new blood who you know loved Silent Hill back in the day, and they want to do right by it. But they're of course getting their chops. They're figuring out how to do all this stuff. So maybe this is like a, a stepping stone for them to create a new real Silent Hill that will be fantastic. I want to keep my spirits up for it. It's just I don't feel like it had the vibe I remember from, you know, from Silent Hill 1, 2, 3, and, of course, Summer Room. So I don't know. Check it out. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Go see for yourself. I don't want to be too negative on it because it was a fine experience, but... I'm just, I'm just worried. No, I, I, I just want Silent Hill to come back amazing. For God's sakes, I deserve it. I deserve it. Just like I got Dead Space, you know, remake. I, 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 get, I need another little chunker in my mouth there. Well, you're gonna get it with Silent Hill Two remake, so it's gonna be the exact same thing. There you yeah. go. You got Dead Space and remake. That's what I'm hoping. You got this well, remake. You know what? The sad part about that, you bring it up, man. And I'm, I'm fine. I'm optimistic. I feel good. I like the Blooper team. They did a good job with Medium. I already said this, but everybody. You know me, I listen to like a million podcasts, all this bullshit. They're dogging it. They're just dogging it. They're throwing Silent Hill 2 remake in a trash can. Like everybody's just saying it's it looks like ass. It looks like a PS2 plus game. It's garbage. The Bloober team should just go die in a fire. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh man, I can't catch a break. I can't get anybody optimistic about nothing. I, I tell you this all the time, Eric. You got to stop listening to those people. You got to prune down your podcast. You got to s- take a little snip. Oh, they start talking crap about Blooper Team for the second week in a row. Snip. They're gone. They're out. Don't listen to this stuff. Makes you mad. Well, Don't listen me. to it. I I'm gonna enjoy Silent Hill too, but it just it does hurt. It just, it's just sad when I keep hearing the same crap over and over. But you know what? The week is long, man. The week is long at work, and I got to listen to something besides my compatriots. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you do make a good point there, but you got to get a music playlist going. You got to get something going on whatever kind of free app you got for Well, that. Spotify ruined everybody's life because Spotify sucks. You know, I'm just going to say it. Unless you pay Spotify, Spotify sucks. They just, hey, I want to listen to In Flames. All right, here's one song of In Flames. Now we're just going to do whatever we feel like. You don't get to actually listen to In Flames unless you pay us, and then we'll actually let you build a channel to play In Flames and stuff. Well, that's what you got to do is you got to make a playlist of all your favorite Inflamed stuff or all the Inflamed stuff that's there. Because I listen to literally two playlists on Spotify anymore. I mean, I have a bunch that I made, but I listen to a City Hunter playlist that has all the themes and all the background stuff. And I listen to a City Pop playlist that has like 400 things on it. And guess what it does? It just randomly plays stuff all throughout there. It only starts getting weird when it gets out. So if you make a playlist that's just the stuff you want, it can't go too weird. In my in my expertise, in my experience anyway. Maybe, but I'm just saying you got to make the t- take the time to do that 
or find one that somebody else did. Mm-hmm. And then it for that period of time, for at least most of that playlist, it doesn't start going rogue. Yeah, if if you find that playlist, you're right. It'll it'll play those 37 songs in that playlist, and that's what you get. But otherwise, if I just go a hint of In Flames you know, or In Flames' new album, they're like, okay, we'll give you a teaser, and then they just do whatever they feel like doing. And I hate that. And I just, just give me the album, for God's sakes. That's a tangent. Oh. So two other games were played. Real quick, Persona 3 Reload hopped in. I thought this was going to be the game I was going to focus on. I started playing it. I was having a great time, getting through the intro stuff, getting to the point where I was actually exploring the dungeon, having a good time with it. A couple, you know, social links, that stuff started to pop up. Hey, you know, who, who are you? Uh, you want to come hang out with me after school? Popped off. That's when Matt, of course, came in with his little, little boop, 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 spun the dice, and now he's playing Infinite Wealth. I have another buddy who's playing Infinite Wealth. So I went, well, I should probably put this down and just go play Infinite Wealth. That way I could be part of the conversation with my two buddies. So that's what I did. Stopped Persona 3, Reload, which I still think about to this day because I'm like, man, I want to start building my Personas up and get to my, my of course, unsurmountable, badass, invincible Personas that I'll just beat this game with with no issue whatsoever and it'll be funny and I'll laugh and I'll have such a great time with. But nope, I went over to Infant Wealth. So that's where we're at. And then come to find out that Matt's got like 14, 15 hours in and I've got like six and we're at the same point. So it just shows you that Matt's a psychopath and Matt's like running off and doing strange random stuff. And then it made me realize, yeah, I've just totally been skipping all that. I've just been going straight to the next spot because I want to get to where the game goes. You're open. So I I keep waiting for that moment where it's like, boom, all right, you're on the open map. And then I'm going to do what Matt does. But I'm like, am I missing on stuff I'm not going to be able to do? Am I screwing myself over because I'm just skipping to the things to get to the main open map area? And then I was going to go back and do all the side stuff. Whereas Matt's just, the second he sees it, he's running to it and not doing any of the main story. I'm like, ah, maybe I'm screwing myself. Uh Uh-oh. And even though Yakuza and Like a Dragon never does that, it always just stays around. I'm just terrified that the next story beat, you know, whichever one that becomes, is going to be like, oh, you're out of this town now. And now you're back in... Japan, or now you're over on this side of the island. And and even though I know whenever I come back, the stuff will still be there, I just can't not get it right now, just in case. Because other games do that. You know that. We all know that. Mm-hmm. You miss out on your side quests. Oh, you didn't do it in Act 1? Huh. Well, they're gone now. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So apparently I could, and I did. But now that he was talking on the Watcher plane about it, I went, you know what? Nope. Yeah, I got to stop trying to go to the main story and just get this game opened up. I got to go do any side quest I see while I while it's available, just in case. So now he's got me paranoid. So the next time I log on, I'm going to have to start doing the same thing, even though I just want to get to the spot where I can just roam and do my stuff. So it's been great, though. And if you want to hear my deeper thoughts or whatever, go yeah, go check out the What You're Playing Third Shift. I'm not going to go elaborate right here. And that's it. That's what I did this week. And here we are. Bada bing, bada boom. Now, we've talked already last week, the week before, a million weeks in a row. In person, we talk about it all the time. All these giant games coming down the pipe. There's another one coming down the pipe we're going to discuss later. All these games, 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 games. And they're all huge. They're all enormous. So I thought to myself, man, what could I do for the release this week? Did Eric actually do Infinite Wealth? Maybe I could talk about Infinite Wealth. Ah. And I went, no, dude. This is not what, this is not what you traditionally do. you got to go find an indie game to talk about. 
and I found one, but it was a struggle. I went to my indie game channel that I talk about, and I won't name because I usually say, oh man, they haven't been covering games lately. Yeah, all their most recent, like 15 videos, top 10 this, top 10 that, top 10 this, top 10 that. I had to dig for something that released on January 24th, Anomaly Agent, developed and published by Few Few Games, has dropped for PC, Switch, and Xbox, and this is a stylish, pixel art, futuristic-slash-cyberpunk-ish action platforming crazy adventure game it's all about in the future you play as agent 70 you're part of this big group of people who try to protect the world protect the universe protect the timeline from anomalies nobody goes into story other than that i'm obviously not going to dig into the story because i really want to play this game as usual but you're going around you're fighting clones you're fighting robots in kind of a brawler style a little bit like side scrolling think like metroidvania type of platforming and then you're fighting enemies with your fists your feet a bat a gun you get all kinds of weapons that you can upgrade skills you can upgrade you're doing dodge rolls you're doing all kinds of fun stuff i've heard the combat too is really interesting because you know if you think of like a normal beat-em-up you got waves of enemies that kind of come at you and if you let the enemies kind of group up because they're clones because they're robots they can kind of merge into tougher enemies so i think that's pretty cool you got to manage the crowd keep them from grouping up and then as they get bigger and more powerful i've watched some reviews i've watched some gameplay of it like every enemy has a tell so when the big guy with the gun is about to shoot at you not only does he kind of swing the gun up he gets a little pling like metal gear solid exclamation mark over his head then you can roll dodge behind him do all kinds of stuff where like this guy flashes before he swings his baseball bat at you so it's not just brawling combat it's kind of strategic in a way as i look at the gameplay of it. It reminds me of like a cross between Katana Zero because you can deflect bullets and you have this kind of fast-ish action combat, but not to that degree. But it also reminds me of Narita Boy, where it is kind of a meaty melee combat system. So a little bit faster than that, a little bit slower and weightier than Katana Zero, but a nice mix between the two. Like I said, the pixel art, it's beautiful. It's got that moody kind of a lighting, that futuristic cyberpunk everything's kind of neon beautiful lighting like that the characters are like long and lanky like narita boy too it's just very stylish very cool if you listen to the soundtrack it's synth wave mcgee it's that perfect cyberpunk type of soundtrack that you want as you're going through changing the timeline saving the universe fighting big giant bosses fighting these waves of enemies i've seen platforming rooms and platforming challenges where it's almost like the donkey kong country barrels where you jump into a like a, a portal and it's got a little you know arrow going this way so you boop up here and then do like an air dash into this one over here so it shoots you across so you can double jump up to get in this one and boom, 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 to get to the edge of the room i gotta say just watch some reviews because there's a lot of really stylish really cool stuff in this game that i've seen and it makes me excited for what i haven't seen like there's i'll, I'll even spoil it but you got to go see it you have to go see this game in action like i always say there's some room where you're, you're running down a hallway. And you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to go get to the end of the hallway thing. And then like a bunch of hazards come out. So you're ducking and dodging and jumping over the hazards. But then also coming down the hallway after you is this giant hand, like attached to a giant arm that's like punching through the walls and stuff. So you're running and this thing's got a health bar at the bottom. So you're like trying to shoot back at it as you're trying to run forward. Really cool stuff. I've heard it's also a pretty humorous game. So not 100% serious when you go back to base. All kinds of weird stuff is happening because of the strangeness with the timeline and the universe. Everybody's been giving it good reviews. 
I didn't even know about it until I looked at that indie game channel. I think Noisy Pixel covered it also. I found it there. So one that would definitely, definitely go under the radar, but don't let it slip by you because it looks fun. It sounds fun. It looks like it plays fun. Anomaly Agent, it's got a new game plus. So once you unlock all your stuff, you can go back through super mega powered with some different difficulties and stuff. It sounds like a ton of fun. Everybody go play Anomaly Agent. I really want to play it too, but how can I do it when there's a million games to play? Who knows? But it's on my list. I'm going to try and get to it this year because it looks really cool. Speaking of lists, man, another game that should probably be on our lists is a game we've actually talked about. And it's Helldivers 2, everybody, all right? In 2015, Helldivers 1 came out, but it looked a little too crazy, a little too much for, you know, drinking beers, having a good time. And that's what we base, you know, me and Matt playing the game everything off of can you have some beers have a good time and play the game without each other getting on each other's nerves or screwing anything up mainly man mainly man come on now it's it's, 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 not, it's not my fault you like fall apart get out of here it's, it's your fault it's my not, not my, my fault. fault you don't drink enough beers to actually have fun and fall apart you just <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get us progressing yeah. i wouldn't see uh, this hey, guy guys. He, he gets see, too he at, gets too deep in the game he gets too this deep goo- and then he goes, this goober drinks what? a whole fifth game, at once game trumps game trumps the beers and then he goes yeah i want to play the game whereas i go the opposite beers trump the game i go let's drink more beer and then he goes and then we go oh the game's got to end so it's a, it's a fine balance. It's hard <laughs> to find the right game. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about this one. It has come up a couple times as a possibility. Well, it is now out. It's February 8th, released right now for PlayStation 5 and Windows, developed by Arrowhead Game Studios. And instead of being a top-down, it's now third-person shooter style, which is typically what me and Matt like to play. That are first-person shooter type games when we're doing stuff. So it's in the alley. It's in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? And then the boot... You're a soldier. You get dropped down from your spaceship onto these planets, and you have several different objectives while you're there roaming around on this planet while said monsters, aliens, things like that come and try to murder you. What's not to like? And then to top it all off, from all reports, the shooting is very snappy, very meaty, feels really good. What's that remind you of? Oh, one of our favorite games, Wolfenstein Youngblood. You know what? That has some real meaty, good, just chunky feeling combat. And we love that. That That is great. And this game supposedly has that. This game also has, supposedly, quite a few baddies, all sorts of cool, fun tactics, different kind of soldiers and loadouts you can use to accomplish your missions. Now, I will say this. Here's a detractor. From what I'm hearing, all the reports, you don't get to just mindlessly go in this game and play it. You have to coordinate with your teammates. Otherwise, you'll get overwhelmed and you'll die. So it's all about, you know, making sure you guys aren't getting flanked, getting screwed over, helping each other out, making sure your loadout's right to supplement what your other buddy's playing with, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where things could fall apart when we're having beers and playing. As soon as you said there's all kinds of different loadouts you can do, I'm like, oh, man, that's going to mean one of us has to be a tank because one's got to be a healer and we won't have the DPS or we'll both go DPS and try to do it without a tank. Or blah, 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 but then when we get certain that. difficulty levels, we're just going to get smoked and it isn't going to work out, so we're going to have to resort to playing with others in random queues, which we found out through uh, Ghost of Tsushima's DLC can either go fine or terribly wrong. And it, and it always ends up being very much one or the other. Very much we're just having the time of our lives, spinning around like idiots, going on for hours, or we're just wasted. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is the game that's going to do that. (laughs) 
This is like flashback central. You're talking about Wolfenstein Youngblood. You saw me. I closed my eyes and mm-hmm. pictured the gun. And I'm like, yeah. Now you're talking about playing our flute and spinning like idiots with two other dudes yep, spinning, spinning too. Like oh, my God. Such what a good great time. time. I know, right? And this has that potential, but it, it is, from all reports, pretty difficult. You know, especially when you start to, there's like many different difficulty levels, many. So as soon as you start ramping things up, you start have to coordinating way more to succeed in said missions. And of course, make sure you're using the proper loadout to get the objectives completed. So if you like that kind of stuff, you're probably already on board. And of course, I have to measure it from a different metric as we just talked about. But graphically, looked fantastic. The explosions, the enemies getting taken down. Uh, like we already talked about the gunfire and how that all looks on screen. Awesome. Looks great. I immediately wanted to play this game just because the soldiers, too, are all like in capes and stuff. And, of course, you're going to be able to change what you look like. But having a cape and it's just floating around and you look like some doopy superhero warrior dude. I don't know why. It felt good. It looked good. I want to play it, and I want to get crushed by my teammates coming in on those little pods, boom, and then just get smoked or cut in half by some alien and have to respawn. And then, of course, all the while, you're just talking to your friends or talking to strangers, trying to be like, oh, I'll come in with the, tur- the, the turret, and we're going to get the turret. And, of course, speaking of that, you're going to find like little mini bases where you can call in help from the ship. You can build turrets. You can do all sorts of cool stuff. And then in those moments, they're going to try to overwhelm you. So it starts to get really hectic because when you go to those little stations, you've got to input codes and do stuff. So you're over there scrambling like up, down, left, right, up, B, A, square, triangle. And if you don't get it, you're probably going to get smoked. But if you do get it, you get that satisfying crunch of a freaking call and an airstrike from your ship up above, which, by the way, you can upgrade. So with these, these uh, I don't remember what they're called. Sorry. There's points you're going to get in the game. And then with those, you can upgrade your ship, you can upgrade your weaponry, you can upgrade all sorts of stuff. And that'll give them more options for giving in airstrikes or healing. That'll give you more options for what you're wearing. Now, that's all cool, right? But some people are pissed off because you can also just buy the points. You can just go buy the points and upgrade all your stuff immediately and pay, you know, the pay to win. Me and Matt have talked extensively on this. It doesn't bug me or Matt. I don't care. I'm not there to impress anybody. I don't need to have everything day one, but I do get where people get mad who want to be competitive or something. And and I'm like, well, Johnny just is a millionaire, so he gets to have everything day one where I got to struggle earning these points through mission after mission to get it. I mean, I'd much rather queue up with a rando who bought all the stuff yes. and has all the upgrades and could just walk us through the tough mission we we're having, the thing we just talked about before. And that's great. That sounds good to me. That's awesome. Exactly. So I'm with you. So it's a different a different thing for us. But that is a concern to some people that they do have like a hybrid uh, pay to win slash battle pass system going where you're like buying chunks. You're not getting a whole season worth of stuff, but you can go buy like chunks of items, gear, etc. with the points or with just real cash. So be aware that that does exist. Other than that, it looks it looks great. It looks like a great party game, a great game to play with a couple buddies if you guys you know are younger and you're still hanging out with each other and going to play at friends' houses, that kind of thing. Or over line, doesn't matter. I want to play it, as Matt just said with his game though. Is it going to be a reality? I don't know. There's so many damn games right now. We haven't even finished Remnant Two. It's it's insane. I was thinking about it at work today because I was like, man, you know, Friday's coming up. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. maybe this Friday we'll actually play some Remnant 2. 
And then like two hours later, it came into my brain, even though I've known about it all week and we've been planning for it, all this stuff. Oh, yeah, we got Dungeons & Dragons. We can't do that. Okay, well, maybe next Friday. Oh, I got a concert next Friday, so we can't do it then either. Oh, maybe Saturday. It's never going to happen. But this is one of those games that we talk about it all the time. It, It feels like it should be an us game. We should be able to do it, but we just can't ever find any time for anything. No. After we stopped, after we stopped with the original OG must do Friday, man, it's been tough getting back together and doing anything. It's just time, time. It's like, oh, I filled that in instantly. Oh, we filled it in. Now you do shows. Now I do the family thing or do this or that or camping, blah, 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 blah. It's been rough, but that ain't about Helldivers 2, so go check that out, folks. It's a great game. Looks fantastic to me, so go see for yourself. Absolutely, and then rolling into the little news bits, the news topics, I'm going to roll into the first part of this because Microsoft is having a big old press conference, a big meeting next week. It's got some official name that I haven't heard about before, but they're going to be talking about their future, and Twitter was all in a royal all early this week. I think it was late last week, too, talking about, hey, guys, we think that uh, there's rumors, there's innuendos, there's there's hints floating out there that Microsoft is going to want to be starting to put all their stuff on the other consoles. Starfield's going to be on PS5, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves. And I went, isn't this old news? Eric and I have talked about this already. But everybody was finally like realizing that this is a possibility. And then, obviously, the Sony ponies were going, hey, Microsoft. And all the Microsoft boys were going, I don't want Sony people to have it. And I went, it's games everywhere. We've already talked about that's best for everybody. That's great. So if this brings more news on that, more actual hardcore real dates, more thoughts, more actual things, I think it's a good thing. And that's exactly it. For me and you, I think it's just a good thing. We will get Phil Spencer out there with probably a couple other individuals, and they're going to discuss next week. Still, I don't know what date. I don't even think they've shared yet, but it's next week for sure, and they're going to say, hey, here's what the future holds for Xbox. And people are right. You know, there there have already been the leaks. We've already discussed it of several big key games for Microsoft coming over to PlayStation or Switch or both. And I feel it's inevitable. You know, the leakers that I've seen or have been talking about it, they're always very, very... Uh, accurate for the most part so i am interested to see what phil says you know about how they're going to go about doing that and what it means for xbox users in particular and what they plan to do so i can't wait you know i i honestly think it's a win-win more games everywhere means money for everybody means games for everybody but i understand some people get upset about that kind of stuff either way just want to make you aware if that's something you're interested in Next week, Phil and the boys and girls are going to be talking about it, so make sure you tune in to figure out what they said, or when you tune in next week to our show, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it right there. Absolutely. With that all being said, I got another tiny little snippet for you. Once again, this is a game, Homeworld 3. Me and Matt, we don't play RTSs that much. That's not kind of our jam. That's not what we do. Matt would probably be the one, if any of us that did, would be the one to do it, but either way, Homeworld 3's demo is actually available right now on Steam and Epic, if I'm not mistaken, until February 12th if you want to check it out. I don't know much about it. I don't know what's going on with it. It looked pretty cool back when we saw those trailers for it. But once again, that's not a game we play. But you know what? It's something that Gearbox is up to. So you know what? We're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you about it. So go over to Steam. Go over to Epic. Download Homeworld 3 and say, I want to see what this is all about. And I want to have like a spaceship thing. And I want to build an armada. And we're going to 
we're going to do things, or I'm going to be a merchant with my merchata, whatever they call a merchant brigade that goes together. You know what I mean? Like in space. What is that? I don't know. But if you want to have ships and be a merchant and have an armada and do some stuff, there's another thing you can play right now. I don't know much about Homeworld 3, but one thing I do know about Skull and Bones. Oh, Skull and Bones God. has an open beta this weekend. Get in there. I think it's live right now. It's supposed to launch on February 7th, so yesterday, at like 9 p.m. So it's out there right now. You can play until February 11th at 6 p.m. Boom! If you don't like being in ships in space, maybe you'll like being in ships on the water. Oh, yeah, check it out. I was excited when Eric said demo, and I went, ooh, I got something people can play, too, for free that they could talk about. Woo! Skull of Bones, baby! Best game in the universe. Woo! Oh, my goodness. You got a Homeworld 3 demo you could play. You got a Ships of Bones or whatever that game's called. Ship of Bones, Bones of Ships, Skull of Bones. Skull of Bones! Bones. <laughs> you can go play that. Or there's another demo that's free right now, man. That, yes, that's true. There's another one, and it trumps both of these. Sorry. Sorry. It's called Final Sin. God bless. <laughs> I thought you were doing bad with Skull of Bones over here. So I know, Final right? Santa Fe's. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Apparently, this uh, Mucinex sore throat is messing me up. <laughs> but not only that, you can go play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth's demo right now because that released in a big old state of play, Matt. And now you've got all sorts of games you could demo and have a great time with. And that leads us into the final topic of the day, which is the state of play for Final Sin. I'm going to kill myself, I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, you know I have to leave it in, too. It's, it's so good. I know, it I'm is leaving good. It I don't in. know why I keep doing it. The Final Fantasy VII Rebirth state of play took place with PlayStation, and it blew my mind. It blew my mind, too, but I am so f***ing mad. And yes, I did have to bleep that, because this was just going to be the Eric and Shay thing. This was just, you know, I, I liked Final Fantasy VII. I've never officially beaten it, but I played it in a weird time in my life, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Seeing it from afar before the state of play, I went, that looks cool. I'll probably play it at some point. And then I watched the state of play. I watched it over, no, I watched it last night, sitting here in the dark with my beautiful screen. And my jaw dropped open like 10 times. And I'm not even that guy. But I literally like leaned into the screen and went, what? What what is this now? Like ten times. I threw my hands in the air, I sweated, and I went, now this has to be on my radar too. I can't there's already two giant RPGs. I can't put the, I can't fit this in anywhere, but now I have to. Because this state of play and this game was so good and like incredibly good. Like obviously the first one looked good and I knew it played well, but I haven't ever played it. But this looks like 10 times the game that that was and 10 times the experience the the, the graphics the sound the, the mini games the every the activities the little odd jobs you could do the everything it it blew my mind it was absolutely nuts it's hard to know where to start so i'll start right here bonds they've got bonds in this game now and not only do they have bonds with your your teammates but it means something they teased, of course, a famous Cosmo Canyon piece where you get to go on a date with whomever it is that uh, decides, you know, is closest to you. And you can kind of pick whichever you want. But in this, they're like, no, 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 you know, do you got the bond for that? Have you created rapport, created a relationship with this character enough that in that special scene, they'll want to go with you on that date? And then they teased even more. They said, hey, these bonds. 
might change the fate of what happens. Wink, wink. You know what we're talking about? You know what we're saying? And I'm like, no, no way. No way. They drove it home so much, not just like numerical bonds, but saying like the bond between the team. Mm -hmm. As you're going through, there were so many like little bits of what you could tell were like a side story that wasn't, you know, critical to the plot, but was the characters hanging out, spending some time, meaning something to each other and saying, they were saying at the end of this game, you're going to feel closer to all these people than you ever have before. But on top of that, they were showing all throughout the state of play the team-up attacks. And I've been oh my giddy God. about the team-up attacks from the start. From the f- instant they showed the first one in the first teaser, I went, what is this now? Now they're like all over the place. There's multiple ones between the same characters. So obviously as your bond is going up with those characters, you're getting access to different ones. Because almost right at the beginning of this thing, it's the first thing that made my jaw fly open and my hands jump up in the air and me like dance around here like a little kid. Uh, Eris and Barrett have a team-up attack where she throws on some sunglasses and is like, whoa, and shooting out lightning and stuff. They started off the showcase with that. And then all throughout the rest, there's Yuffie and clouds, little like bombs dropping from the sky from a portal. All of these looked incredible, like amazing. And I was like, this is without anything else. If you just put that in there, that would be, it would geek me up so much that I would love it. And you touched on it. Through those bonds, through having those players in your party, through interacting with them, through side quests, etc., and cutscenes, it it doesn't just automatically happen. They've they've built these grimoires, these books. So then you use those points you get through bonding to pick those new awesome attacks, those new ways of fighting, those new things. So you get to customize your your togetherness with your other characters, and then you get to create. All sorts of combo attacks and things of whatever floats your boat through your favorite team and then maybe your B team. The customization just through the bonding and then, of course, filling out these grimoires. I don't remember what they were called. This whole new skill tree, basically. I was like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. And that's what I really love, too, because, I mean, if you know me, I I like to have my A team. Like, no matter what, these are the people I like to roll with. This is how I like to lay them out. And now, no matter who that is, they will have specialty things that I can unlock just for that playthrough. Like, this is my playthrough of this. And yours will 100% be different than mine, than Shay's, than James if he ever played it. That's the kind of stuff I love. Where who, Who'd you roll with? Oh, I'm rolling with boom and boom. Oh, do they get some cool stuff? Well, start off with this. And then we unlock this. And then we unlock that. And then we unlock this. And it's crazy. Or, you know, if you're rolling with Eris, I'm sure there's like giant heal things and like, you know, regen stuff that I'm not going to get because I'm going to go super damaged with these two over here or whatever. Oh, man. It's just another little tickle of the Matt Fancy. Just, hey, this is the kind of stuff you absolutely love. Guess what? We're putting it in this game along with all these other things that you're going to absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And then they also talked about minigames. They're going to have a billion minigames, they said. They wanted to improve them all and make them mean more and feel better. So they've got the Chocobo Racing, which you all know and love, but they said they wanted to make it feel like a real racing game. So they put in the time and effort to change it, do whatever. They showed a little bit of it, but it looks more like, like, like they said, an actual just racing game. You're in there just zooming around this track, collecting one-ups, power-ups, this and that. And I went, can't wait to play that. Then they had a dolphin one where you're floating around ski race style, you know, or, uh, you know, wave, wave race. race. Yeah, yeah. You just push you, push you, push you, do it, all that. And then they did the magic 
Anyway, and also we got a card game called Queen's Blood, everybody. And you're going to really love that. And throughout the entire game, you're going to be able to challenge other people, win cooler cards, find cards and special treasure chests located all over the world. And I went, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh rubbing my hands. The dolphin one was one that stood out to me because that was another one where my jaw dropped because, you know, it shows the girl and the dolphin. She goes, you can't believe what he can do. He. And I went, oh, cool. It's the dolphin scene. And then it immediately was cloud like wave racing around on this dolphin. And I went, what? What? And it looked amazing. It looked beautiful. The most beautiful water I've ever seen. The beautifulest sky I've ever seen in my whole life. And then, like you said, there's there's the racing. There's the rail spaceship shooter thing going on. There's like the 3D brawler stuff. There's scenes where like the whole team is turning into like little Lego people and fighting other Lego dudes. And the, the one that I, I saved here so I could remember it so I wouldn't forget, Red 13 and a bunch of dogs playing like Rocket League type soccer game like what the hell is this now obviously i know you don't like the rocket league but as soon as i saw it i went that's inc- what is going on it's incredible every mini game every side activity every everything you're turning into frogs at some point and yep, doing like a fall guys like jumping around trying to this like clock sweeping hand and you're all, everybody's jumping over it what the hell is going on in this game it looks incredible yeah they were saying with the frogs there'll be little areas you can turn into those frogs to find like secret treasures and the same with the polygon things those will be like mysterious scenes that you can turn into your polygon forms and and, and witness a different scene play out you know and i'm like what's that what's that even mean I don't know, what are they going to do, like classic scene versus whatever the new scene is, and you can unlock some special stuff through that by doing it? I don't know. I have no idea. But just another piece of the puzzle, another thing. And then throughout it, they're like, hey, you know, of course, chocobos are there. You know, we already talked about it. But they're showing the mountain climbing chocobos, the water chocobos. So you're you're going to be at the old farm. You're going to be breeding chocobos again, getting that golden chocobo to go get your bad mamma jamma summon. You know what I'm talking about? Knights in the round, baby. Woo! There was that one little scene where everybody's riding up. I think they walk up first, and then you see it on, on them on chocobos later. But they walk up to the edge of a cliff, and Cloud goes, here's a map. And he literally overlays it on the world that he's seeing. And boom, 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 like a treasure hunt. And then seeing like the treasure hunting with the chocobos, you know, pecking around over here. The Seeing the one walking up like the sheer cliff, mm-hmm. I was like, God. I mean, just like you said, breeding those chocobos to be able to unlock more parts of this world go places that you weren't able to go before and knowing that since they have this giant world they've made two discs worth of playstation 5 content there's gonna be hidden stuff everywhere and if there's not i'll be mad but i guarantee it's gonna be like all over the place oh what's that over there i don't know what that scratchy rock thing is yet 10 hours later i unlocked the scratchy rock chocobo guess where i'm going first going back to everywhere that i've been swim through the ocean they showed him like swimming through the ocean by Junon. Obviously, the tiny Bronco was there going through the ocean too. Like, I want to just be in this beautiful world. They show you running around Final Fantasy 16 style, but then this like open, open, open world apparently. I'm excited for that and just exploring and finding stuff. Holy cow. And of course, you say open. They showed you the world map and they said it's all seamless. You're going to be able to all these different areas, you know, the Cosmo Canyon area, the Junon area, the Midgar area, all this stuff. You're going to be able to just seamlessly pop in, go into, have a good time with, which is insane to me because, of course, the previous title was all just Midgar, you know, all inside this one area. And now we're about to go see most of the entire world, which I can't wait to do. And then while they're showing you that, they're like, oh, hey, characters, 
You got Vincent. You got Zach showing up in here. Of course, we already know your feature on the team, but the whole Vincent thing. Oh, I have history with Seth Ross. So they're already going to go way deeper into his storyline than they did in the previous title at all. And then on top of that, Sid was there. And Sid's over here just jacking and John, and you're getting all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're all here, Red 13, when he was in Junon. And you're doing the cool uh-huh. Junon game, and he does his little pose. And he's in uh-huh. his uni- <laughs> He's in a uniform, dude. It's it's so adorable. I mean, even just the the... The military march mini game. Yep. It looked like something out of Yakuza or like a dragon, with like the the way the inputs were coming in and then like swooping back through the lines as you're doing the rapid press. I mean, sure, you're just tapping a button a bunch of times, but they made it look so stylish and so much fun, so much better than it had any right to be. Which I'll tell you, man, you gotta play FF Seven Remake because they use that in a key scene in that game with the swooshes and the dan the thing and all. And it it blew everybody's mind. And so to see it come back with the Junon marching stick, I'm just vibing. I'm just shaking with anticipation. I can't wait to see what they do at this next big dance move, you know, coordination scene. Because it was epic. It was worth a million dollars in and of itself. It's crazy. I don't know. I got nothing else. I'm just oh, like, man, I'm I'll spent. tell you what. I'm spent already. The fact that Sephiroth in that one scene gets to see Zack again post-Crisis Core. And Sephiroth's like, no, this ain't right. What the hell? So Sephiroth's aware of what was supposed to have happened and what, like, so how's that work out? How does Sephiroth know that the time's being manipulated and it isn't going to be the same? But I wonder how they're going to explain all that. But he very, very, very specifically knew. He went, Zach, no, this ain't right. Because Zach ain't supposed to be there. It's a whole different thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And, of course, him, you know, touching uh, Eris' face and saying, I'm back, I'm back, you know. And Man, what's that mean? What's that going to spell out? Because, of course, with Zach being gone, Aerith kind of, you know, starts to fall for Cloud. But with Zach's return, while Cloud is away being manipulated by Sephiroth, spoiler, I'm sorry, if you didn't play it FF7 original, I don't know what to tell you. But while that all stuff is happening, you know, all that stuff is going on, now you're getting a character who was previously just dead and gone actually in the team and doing stuff. I can't. Dude, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to see how this story changes. I'm so excited for it, but I'm so mad because now I have to I have to play it. I can't not play it. There's no way I can just go, I'll play it later in the year. I'll play it maybe, you know, maybe by the end of the year I'll start playing it. I have to get it now. I have to get it and I have to cram it in somehow into this giant wall of games that we're already blocked in with, barricaded in with. Yeah. It was an incredible state of play. It was, it was great. Like I said, I was interested in it eventually, but this was just like, you have to get this. If, if you have had any love for Final Fantasy VII in the past, like I said, I'm not even the, the Final Fantasy VII guy, but seeing this, it was just incredible. I'm sold. I'm sold, literally. Yeah, and the last thing I'll mention before we wrap it, is they went in on the music. They were like, hey, you know what? We've got hundreds of tracks, and we know you love all the classic FF7 stuff, and we made sure to do it justice, but we've also added new things and new riffs to tracks you're familiar with, and they were playing some of it as you went, and it was all banging. It was all hitting. Didn't they say like 400 musical tracks? Yeah. It it's was just in this it was one. ridiculous. Just one. here. Like, I can't... I'm going to go broke from Square Enix's online store getting just the base edition of the soundtrack here will be like 18 discs. So that'll be like $300 just for that, let alone a collector's edition that I'm sure they're going to do. But yeah, the music was banging. The graphics were banging. 
the mini games were banging, the everything. Everything, this whole state of play was just incredible. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. And if you weren't stoked before, you're going to be stoked if you watch this bad boy or listen to us just prattle on about it because it was that good. This game's going to just blow up anything I'm doing. It's, gosh dang it. And it sucks because there's a lot of good stuff I got right now. But it's going to bomb everything. It's going to just... <laughs> <laughs> Napalm, everything I was trying to get done. Can't wait for February 29th because that's going to be a good day. Yeah, it is. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? Are you sold now from us talking about it? Was there more stuff that we didn't even talk about? Some little quick hits here and there that we've overlooked that got you even more excited? Or are you focused on something else that happened this week? Was there some tiny indie land type of thing going on? I don't even know because this just napalm fired everything in my brain. I don't even remember anything else right now as we're recording this. I can't even tell you to send us feedback at the email at thirdshift, thirdshiftme.gmail.com. I got it on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook on the Third Shift. Hit the Discord, the Patreon. Hit up my house. You know what? Today, I'll answer the door. Knock on the door. Talk about this with me. I'll be like, dude, whoa. You see that thing? Whoa. Well, high five. We'll be best buds. You can go over and do that with Matt, or you can head over on Patreon. Be best buds with us that way. Go, I'm going to throw these dudes a buck, two bucks, three bucks, all kinds of bucks. You want all the bucks in the world? You want to buy that Final Fantasy VII game with the collection distance? Probably going to have like some cool Cloud statue or Sephiroth statue. Oh, I'll give you all the bucks so you can go spend 200 bucks on that thing you're going to hang up and do the thing with. It's fine. Do that for us. Help us out. Help us help you. You know what I'm saying? If we get it for free, now I don't got to go donate plasma. Now I don't have to get, like, weak, weak in the arms, weak in the legs, you know, and just kind of shake. And I can't play the game because I'm shaking. I'm just too tired. can't possibly do it. You can help us out that way. Or you can say, nah, I just don't got the money. You know what else? Hey, mailbag question. Throw us something you want us to talk about or a question just in general. We'll answer it. Or go over to Discord. Sign in over there. Boop, 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 boop. Now we're like, oh, hey, guys, I'm the champion over there. You're missing. We'll be like, what would you mean? Have a little conversation. Or go give us five-star reviews. iTunes, Spotify. I'm sure there's other places. Thumbs up or, you know, all that stuff. Boop, 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 boop. Do one of those things. Come on, folks. It's the spirit of giving, right? Spirit of giving. You want that in your soul, right? You want that leaking out your eyeballs, feeling good about yourself. People know, and you can have it if you help us. You know, I know we mention the mailbag every single week, but it feels like it's been about 10 years since we've had a mailbag question. You even said it right now. If there's something you want us to talk about, I will even go look up stuff and find out things so we can talk about it if you mailbag question us. So that would be awesome. If you have a specific topic that you're like, man, why don't those guys ever talk about this? Or I feel strongly about this. What do you guys think? Send that to us in the mailbag. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, at least listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 15th of February on iTunes and Stitcher, on Poppy and on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Five-star reviews, go get them. Five-star reviews, go get them. Skulls stinging around, boo-doo. Skulls swinging around, boo-boo. Hallucination things, boo-boo. Hallucination things, go get it. Five-star review. Get yourself a little coin and flip cool. it. Should I get a five-star review? And if it comes up no, they'll just be like, no, best two out of three. Yeah, best two out of three. Then if it comes up no again, they'll just be like, no, best three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Until Keep going until it, it tells you to do it, yes. Okay? Go do that. Or else, you know what? I'll let meat just rot inside of my tooth here that always collects meat whenever I'm eating meat. And then I'll just let it rot and then my teeth will fall out and then I'm going to blame all of you for that. So if you want that to happen, don't do it. 
I don't want it to happen, so I hope you don't do that. I hope you give us the five-star review, okay? Although, you know, if I had a friend who was, like, losing all his teeth, that'd be pretty cool. You know, I had to do a podcast with a guy who would have his mouth would collapse. That'd be your fault. That'd be like that. But then I'd get a gold chomper grill, you know what I'm saying? I'd get them real, like, deep, deep metal teeth, and I'd, every time I'd be clacking on the episodes, clack, clack, clacking. You know what? I would like that, because you get your metal teeth, and then you'd be, like, at work whenever, like, a screw falls out of the machine. They're like, oh, Eric. Screw fell out. Where does it go? He's going, I know where it goes. What is he doing? He's crazy. Oh, my God. Did you guys see that? What a freak. And like, <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to be a cool Bond villain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That'd be fantastic. So until that actually happens, there's nothing else to say but. Don't. Shut up and sit down.